You are listening to a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are solely those of the program producer or sponsor and not those of NRG Media LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, and welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a great weekend or week so far. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program, whether you're listening live on the Mighty 1290 Coil, our app, or later on our SoundCloud page. We appreciate it. 402-342-1290 if you would like to join the discussion. Going to be having an awesome program this week, as we always do. But we've got plenty to talk about. Number one, we had a caucus last week, or 10 days ago, and we're going to have those uh, those numbers. We'll break those down, and then we had some more... Uh, town hall type uh, debates going on and we're going to uh, talk about whether or not healthcare was included in those discussions because obviously it should and our main story of the week is going to be nearly 13 million people enrolling in ACA plans for 2016 we will break down those numbers here coming up very very shortly but the thing that caught my attention this week is whether or not we're actually um, making the numbers work with this law and our healthcare system. And the reason why is I'm looking at a story on NPR this week that uh, was interesting because it was the, the head of the California Exchange, the largest state run healthcare exchange. Now, remember, most of them decided to do a federal state partnership when they looked at how hard it was to pull off the infrastructure required for putting. Uh, these things together, major technology costs. We saw the aftermath of healthcare.gov, how the federal government didn't even get it right. Well, many states obviously couldn't get it right either. When when you look at many state-run government websites, you would probably understand what I'm talking about. But the California Exchange Chief ripping United Healthcare for Obamacare excuses. We've talked about this before. How the largest health insurance company in the country. And again, these these companies are getting bigger and bigger. Are wondering whether or not they're going to continue in the uh, the uh, private or the uh, health insurance marketplace. And the reason why is because it's very very expensive, and many people are turning out to be not quite as healthy as they had hoped. And one of those reasons is because the people that are making middle class incomes are deciding not to take a look at these exchange these exchange policies because they're becoming a little bit more unaffordable over time. The networks are getting smaller and their deductibles continue to go up. Anyways, the chief of the California Exchange actually in a pretty interesting blistering critique said United Healthcare has made a serious blunders on net rates and networks that's led to a $475 million loss. That that's what they're saying. And 
his argument is, well, they put together very generous provider networks. They put together uh, their premiums were, I think, more higher than others out there. And so it kind of made me, as I was thinking, as I was preparing for this show, wonder, is there a, a positive outlook for this at all for the American taxpayer or the American consumer? And the reason why I'm asking this and this this story uh, just kind of really provoked this discussion. And again, you're welcome to, to join it at any time. But when we have the largest health insurance company losing $475 million on individual policies across the country. They're expecting to lose $500 million next year. They sat out the first year, and they're publicly traded companies on Wall Street, so they have fiduciary liability and duties to their stockholders to make as much money as possible. And again, I got no problem with that, but at the same time, it's at the uh, behest of many American consumers. The reason why they lost is, again, because they had high provider networks, which are good for healthcare consumers. We saw the debacle that happened here locally when you couldn't go to a certain healthcare provider over it because of a network dispute. And so the way that they can make more money according to this article, and it's true, is the only way they can really do it is charge people premiums, higher premiums. They can have higher deductibles, and they can have narrow networks. That's how an insurance company essentially in the future under these individual policies, I think, are going to go in that direction, and that's how they're going to make money. And then they're probably going to try and uh, negotiate for lower uh, rates, uh, or lower uh, reimbursement rates for for providers, and so uh, at this point, I I'm going to pose this question to the audience, and then I'm going to bring in Alan here briefly before we uh, take our first time out. But I want to pose the question to you: Is um, if this happens, um, are, are these companies going to to fail? They're all losing money. They're all looking at whether or not they're going to uh, continue moving forward. Yeah. Are they going to be able to, to be sustainable if they, they decide that they can't do it or the numbers, which we're going to break down here in the next segment, Alan, if they can't make the numbers work, is this basically going to be a single-payer system? Well, I, I, Are we going that way? Are we getting close to... Oh, I, again, I have to think that uh, when, when you know, United Healthcare is saying one thing and uh, your uh, other companies are saying another... And you've got this uh, guy out in California ripping them a new one, saying, uh, you know, that they're driving me bonkers because United fed, has fed this political frenzy that Obama, Obamacare doesn't work. It's total spin and anchored in reality. Well, it may be unanchored in reality because the cost that United is charging their customers are one thing, but at the same time, dude, they're all losing money. So apparently this guy has no understanding of, uh, understanding of economic realities and how, you know, you're supposed to be wanting to make money, right? You know, but at the same time, you know, you have to watch your bottom line. And, you know, coming back from the break, you know, I also found another story that talked about how, you know, when the Republicans talk about opening up insurance across state lines, uh, that could open up a whole nother can of worms. Right. right. And so 
what is the real solution? I don't know that anybody has the right solution. And so are we going towards single pair? I don't know. I, I tend to believe at some point if the system implodes on itself, yeah, we probably will be going down that path because that's the only solution that would be out there. There and, is one candidate in the race that is an ardent supporter of single payer. Well, yeah, because he's the only Democratic Socialist in the race. Yeah. But the thing is, if Obamacare doesn't work, and th and all the, indications are it's not, and, and the interesting thing that that I saw is we're subsidizing a marketplace that doesn't work. That's kind of where where these insurance companies that that's where where they're at right now. And I think what why we saw this massive consolidation was they re recognized that this wasn't going to be. It's maybe almost a loss leader, and hope that they can get people on Medicare supplement plans. You know what I mean? Yeah, and. You know, it's one of those things where, okay, if you're one size, you might not get bailed out, but if you're too big to fail and you fail, does the federal government have to bail them out? I know that there are some candidates who are saying no, but I think, you know, most Americans and most people might say, well, you got to bail them out because at some point, you know, what happens to the private system? You mentioned one candidate is against it. I mean, this is going to be a major discussion that's going to happen. I mean, this is going to... It has to happen. Because in 2017, this reinsurance fund that goes to these insurance companies expires due to the Affordable Care Act. And there's a, a tax in the law to, to pay for this reinsurance fund. And the reason they put it in there is they knew that the first few years of... Obamacare enrollment was going to be uh, expensive because the people, you know, they're covering people with pre-existing conditions. And I think both sides are on record as being in favor of that, right? Right. So the reality is all these companies are losing, and then there's this reinsurance fund that pays these insurance companies for the super expensive cases. I think they pay them, reimburse them over, almost 80%. Yes. Yeah. And now that goes away, though, in 2017, and so the the question will become how expensive will these policies get, how many people will just stop getting insurance, and, and you know, will this thing sustain itself over time? Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, in that same article, I found it interesting. There was a health policy researcher at the Urban Institute who said that they need to impose stricter rules for special enrollment. And he also said that he had concerns over affordability have hampered the enrollment because some middle-class consumers are put off by high premiums and large deductibles. No kidding. Are you, I mean, for, for a researcher to actually research, if they just listened to our show, <laughs> they would have found that out on day one for crying out loud. I know. Why do they even bother trying to write curriculums uh, around ACA and, and all of that stuff? Because we can just uh, all they have to put do is listen together. to our show, man. Yeah, or our SoundCloud page. Yeah. And I think we're going to be doing an audio version of a, a binge listen. Everybody binge watches these uh, Netflix shows or things as they come out. Well, we've been about to release uh, season four, all all of them at the same time. So if you really want to get caught up on what's happening, you're going to have to look for that here in the next 10 days. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be back right after this.